Hello and welcome back to the Soapy Rao Show. On today's episode, I'm joined by someone very special, an educational psychologist. I love saying that. It just sounds so official and formal. And the head of a school in our own Bangalore. The school's called Tapas. And to tell you more about what she does and what she's been doing and how she got here, uh, please welcome onto the, onto the episode uh, Swati Kadur. Swati, welcome to the podcast. I hope you got. I hope I got your name right. Because <laughs> yes, you did. Thanks a lot, Sandeep, for having me. My pleasure. Thank you uh, for reaching out to me randomly about the Braille Trail in Cabin Park. This is how the entire conversation started. And yeah. uh, this is one of the problems I have. Like someone calls me to find out if I'll be able to help. And I just sort of like, can you get on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, I think it's a brilliant way to make connections, right? At the end of the day, um, you know, I really believe that, uh, you know, if uh, people kind of come into, you know, your paths from time to time. And uh, it's pretty cool the way it's done at times Absolutely. as well. And you get a vibe, I think. You know, for me, I kind of go uh, on that a lot of times as opposed to just uh, reading up, you know, on, say, you know, a, a Wikipedia or reading from some articles. Um, yeah. I try to go for the person's vibe when I speak to them. Definitely, definitely. I think, uh, you know, uh, it's a funny thing that I always uh, kind of talk to or say to people when I'm talking to them, especially during an interview process, right? I always tell them, um, you know, uh, I've looked at you and I've understood you on paper, but I'm sure there's so much more to you in person. So why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself, you know? <laughs> because I think at the end of the day, what you are on paper is just that. You're just that on paper. But there's an ocean of you and more. And this you know? sort of is such an important thing to talk about at this time when we're looking at people's uh, entire sort of experience on this planet or whatever you want to call it without sounding dramatic as achievements, accolades, labels. And I, I think that's a very important um, thing to understand about a human being is not just uh, what he or she studied or what he or she wants to call themselves, the pronouns or whatever their sexual preferences. There's so many things like pains and happiness and sadness and disappointment and small little things they cherish that makes them who they are. And that's the truly unique aspect as opposed to putting everyone into like gender categories, race categories, yeah. ability, disability. But I want to talk about Definitely. that because I think you're in this position right now uh, dealing with the future of um, humanity, maybe the near future, but the future being the children. And a lot of times people say, let's protect the planet for our future, for our future generations. And we hear about the kids seem to just be like, you know what, we're doing our thing. But yeah. uh, you're here today in Bangalore, uh, heading the school, and we'll talk about the school. But uh, what was your uh, what was your early years growing up? And um, you had mentioned this sort of nice move from Bombay to Trinidad. So I want to know yes. about that. It just sounds exotic. <laughs> Oh, it was, uh, uh, it, I think obviously at the age that I moved, I mean, we moved in 1989, right? At that point, uh, mm -hmm. my parents knew very little about Trinidad and Tobago, right? But they did know yeah. that, uh, so we went through uh, ArcelorMittal, Mittal mm -hmm. Steel at that point. Um, they opened their, uh, you know, one of the first international ports in Trinidad and Tobago. And my mm -hmm. parents have always been... Uh, people who like to take a risk uh, they're yeah. always you know they kind of take the opportunity that comes their way and and to them this sounded like such a wonderful opportunity and 
um, we were nine, so it's not like we had a lot of say. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think so. Yeah, I mean, because the typical thing was Canada or America, one of those Canadian. <laughs> you'd hear yeah. Indians moving, but Trinidad yeah. Tobago is quite a thing. And you're right, as a, as I think that's the beauty of being a child. You don't have much of a say, but you also have the flexibility of childhood, right? You you have the flexibility of childhood, and and you know, as we've heard so many times, and you know, I've seen in my profession as well, right? Children are so resilient. So I think yeah. it took us. It took us maybe a day or two to just kind of see and um, to kind of figure out. All right, uh, this is not really the place that we knew, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it's okay. And and I think the beauty of it was it's still a tropical island, so mm. weather-wise, it wasn't very different than uh, India, right? Right, right. So, and you, you know, said you went people, from Bombay, so there was the beach and some sense exactly. of familiarity. Maybe you're a different, not not maybe not as scenic as Bombay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Exactly. So, but, so while there were some differences, um, there was mm-hmm. that whole uh, still there was that familiarity of the weather. There was the familiarity of you know the beach being really close by and just uh, mm-hmm. the population, right? When we got there, mm-hmm. uh, so it was less. Much. It was a small population, number one. I'm assuming, but uh, I want to ask you that: is it, when you went with uh, when your family went with the company, were you like sort of in this gated neighborhood with just other employees' families, or were you able to sort of mingle with the local population and sort of get an experience of what it was living uh, with them? Oh yeah, definitely. So um, I think we were kind of happy that it wasn't a gated community. Nice. Right? Um, yeah. We got to live. We were in independent houses, but. Um, and, and, you know, obviously the, the company had a lot uh, that they offered a lot from their end, right? So mm-hmm. the house was given, the car was given, but yeah. um, you you kind of were able to live amongst the locals. And, mm. you know, I say that sentence and it sounds so weird because yeah. I think when I left, I became a local, right? Mm. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, at nine, I, I think that's your years which sort of really have an impact on how you look at other people and how you look at yourself, right? Exactly, exactly. And so um, I think uh, coincidentally, we're talking today, um, you know, it's also uh, yesterday was also the Independence Day of Trinidad and Tobago. So happy Independence Day, Trinidad and Tobago. <laughs> hey, excellent. Yeah, to all so, uh, what, the Trinidadians, uh, how, how they refer Trinidadians. to the Trinidadians. Yeah, yeah, Trinidadians. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so and so it's something cool. that I still kind of hold regardless of which part of the world I go to. Right. Mm. Um it's it's so ingrained in me that uh, you know I get so homesick for Trinidad from time to time. Um, Do you go back uh, now since you're here with family? You moved with your own family, your yes. kids, and your husband. So do you get a chance to? Uh, yeah. So actually, maybe not even go back. But how are those uh, memories with friends, and uh, how did that shape you as a young adult and and, and as yeah. an adult after that? So, so um, you know, I'll kind of go back to uh, circle back to what you had asked initially with regards to living, uh, you know, where we lived. And uh, there was a lot of exposure that we got, right, to people that live in Trinidad. And the beauty of um, Trinidad and Tobago is that um, there's a huge East Indian population. So where that brought in a lot mm-hmm. of familiarity as well, right? I, I uh, you know, I would be, okay, okay. I would kind of be on a bus um, with people that looked like me, mm-hmm. but um, at that point, of course, my fluency was more in um, Hindi and Kannada, right? So right. they didn't okay. speak Hindi and Kannada. They spoke broken English because in Trinidad, it's you know, 
broken English that you is speak. Is that like pigeon so, sort of like? A it. little bit, yeah, but uh-huh. it's it's very like um, you know if you've heard um, you know if you've heard Dwayne Bravo or yeah. Chris Gale or you know if you've kind of heard how they speak, it's like very singy songy and it's you know like Yaman and away you going and you know it's very very yeah. like uh, it brings a smile so, to your face. I don't know what it is that accent <laughs> brings a big grin to I mean grin in the sense like you kind of never I've never met and hung out with. You know, maybe, I don't know if that's the right word, but a West Indian or a person yeah. from the islands, the Caribbean islands. But it's just that when you hear them, you kind of feel like, you know what, I'm going to get along with these people because they know how to yeah. live and uh, love life, I think. Yeah, and I think that's the, you know, it's the perfect depiction of what, uh, you know, uh, life in Trinidad, at least at that point, was, right? Yeah. I mean, people were so, um, uh, they had such a um, zeal for life. Mm. I mean, um, you know, they weren't bound by... Uh, social restrictions of any manner. I mean, music will start playing anywhere. Yeah. And people will just start dancing. And Those steel I, drums then. <laughs> yes, the steel drums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. The beautiful, beautiful music. And um, I mean, you would hear that in contrast when cricket matches, right? You'd hear like, yes. I mean, of course, Indian cricket matches have their own vibe with the numbers, yeah, the noise, yeah. the drama. But the moment you go to Carib- the Caribbean matches like the West Indies playing or one of those tournaments, it'll be kettle drums. There'd be rum and punch in the morning. <laughs> and it's exactly. just like, I mean, I don't know. I hope there was rum and punch, but it was just this great thing. Is that a music concert or is it a cricket match? And then you have Michael Holden. You can't tell yeah. the difference. You can't, yeah. You have these commentators just sounding like they're... It almost sounded like, you know, you're going to Goa and there happens to be some sport kind of experience. You know, definitely. And so, um, <clears throat> you know, even I think uh, since we moved back as well, while we haven't gone to Trinidad since we moved back, we've been to Goa every chance we get. Yeah, it just feels like a home away from home. There's some sense <laughs> of at least some few traits that remind you of those experiences. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we do definitely want to take the kids. And I mean, uh, my husband and I always talk about it, you know, I think when they get a little older, because it's literally to America and beyond is what Trinidad is, right? So, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's almost going, like it's, um, yeah. But, you know, how is that? Because, you know, we get a sense of uh, Indian Americans and we get the sense of now, of course, NRIs as the name uh, yes. suggests people who are so, sort of torn between these two worlds where they want to, now people trying to celebrate their Indianness, their heritage, their culture, so to speak, which is the word I feel, which is being abused too much, like culture and yeah. becoming more rigid in its way. But, yeah. you know, when you go to these places like Indians who grew up in, say, the Philippines or Indians yes. who grew up where you did or, uh, for instance, not, not, not as well-established um, destinations for Indians, um, what is your perception of race and what is your perception of people of other colors and people of other cultures? Uh, because I feel we a lot of times hear the stories which come from America, from the UK, or come mm. from maybe, you know, those two predominantly. But you don't hear of people like you who kind of integrate and people who also live in Africa, you kind of integrate and become the locals. As you said, you miss yes. them. It's home. You kind of want to celebrate what they celebrate. So how was that for you? Like, were you... Uh, were, like, what was uh, immersive for you growing up? So, you know, um, and, you know, for the lack of a better word, culture, um, Indian <laughs> culture was really big there, uh-huh. right? Uh, so, a Holi, a Diwali is celebrated just as um, grand as an Eid and a Christmas, right? Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Or Easter for that, uh, you know. Uh, and and it was just beautiful, you know. But I, I didn't feel like, uh, I didn't feel like I was any different and um, I didn't feel like 
you know it doesn't matter which um, religion you follow it doesn't matter what you look like right because yeah. everyone kind of embraced these cultures in a way um mm-hmm. it kind of all became one right uh, there's yeah. a um, there's a um, there's a saying in the national anthem of trinidad and tobago which kind of says that every creed and race find an equal place right and i and and i just thought what a beautiful thing to add in your national anthem right um that is really welcoming and sort of representative of what they stand for yeah yeah exactly so um and and uh, i mean don't get me wrong of of course it wasn't like a a, a fairyland of an uh, island and uh, mm. it did have course, its issues yeah. with you know with 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 race and things like that but um it's also um it's also i think what what you perceive it to be and the way you kind of react to it right Mm. um i think that's really important um my parents chose to put me in schools where it wasn't so they had hindu hindu schools they had muslim schools they had christian schools and my parents decided mm. no she's going to go to a school that is all inclusive right so it it doesn't yeah. really follow it doesn't really follow any of those things um and know, i think they, that depends they, a lot on on the family because you said your parents chose to do that but a lot of people yeah. like even if you hear now they want to go live in like sort of the heart of america and still hold on so tightly to just the indian com- community the kannada kuta yeah. community they want to mm-hmm. just celebrate indian festivals their kids don't meet anyone unless they go to a private school like even their classmates are only in school and they they almost feel like they're indians and they're living in india but india is sort of located in kansas you know or <laughs> california yes. california yeah exactly no no definitely definitely it's 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 interesting right because i feel like um one i'm i think i'm very lucky that i have parents who have basically looked at life um with an open mind um mm-hmm. uh, i think that's really but i think the decision to move itself was like a big uh, uh you know kind of reflection of that um and and we you know we so we were able to kind of um like you said immerse ourselves into the population into the country um you know we were able to um and 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 i think that i've always been someone who hasn't been one to follow the line or follow the mm. <laughs> you know follow a group right um I remember the conversations that uh, my mom would keep asking why do you want to do psychology my brother I have a twin brother and oh, okay. um yeah and so he did you know like the he followed the path right like he followed the line he became like he did the sciences and he became an engineer and you know he's living in the yeah. US <laughs> so he's oh doing God, you know he's- like there's a there's a there's a temple in his name <laughs> <laughs> exactly right so he did all that and I remember my mom and i mean she she came from a uh, it came from a good place right like hawari was like what 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 is she going to do with a degree in psychology right like and then mm. she, you know she chose she chooses a masters that also has psychology in it like yeah. what is she thinking that's exactly like my sister and me my sister's older but she's the she's your brother she's the science maths uh, oh, yeah? uh, this thing um what do you call that uh, engineering sadly she's yeah. in hr now but you know who could have told <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly and and i'm the right off so i'm just like you know this as long if this guy can even you know wake up in the morning and get out of bed it's an achievement so low standards <laughs> <laughs> so it's i but i think that you know um 
and I'll and, and I'll kind of do a little pitch here about um, you know ed, the education and the education industry right now. And I I really think that the new education policy is going to bring in a lot of changes with regards to that in itself, right? Giving people the yeah. opportunity to kind of um, look at different fields, right? I mean, if you were a science major, you could have never done a minor in music, but you know with yeah. the NEP you can. Right. And mm. like you said, right. who says yeah. which direction the world is going to take you or life is going to take you. So I shouldn't be confined to just one. Yeah. You know, I want to before we get to the NEP thing, I want to understand. I'm, I, I don't know much or anything about it. But, uh, you know, this whole experience we've spoken about so far growing up in this this multicultural or even, um, you know, culturally uh, diverse within a certain culture, all these experiences, yeah. uh, and, and, and clearly it's had a great impact uh, on your childhood. And yes. uh, regardless of the, the the career path or the academic path you and your brother chose, uh, so this just seems like your family as a unit has a lot of understanding, has a lot of awareness of what they want to give their kids and what they want for themselves. But how important as an, like now being an educational psychologist and an educator running a school, how important is the environment that's being either the city or the country or the culture? Um, and how important um, are these decisions the family takes or willing to take uh, risks with where they send their kids? How important is this phase for children, especially, say, between the ages? And, and I think you're involved in that age group between six and nine. Um and beyond education and beyond academics or beyond career paths, these formative years, how important, um, in, in your opinion, are they for kids to have, um, a f let's call it a fulfilling life later on? Um, you know, Sandeep, you, you really uh, raise a very good point here. Um, I think it's extremely relevant, right? Because at the end of the day, um, these are the years where children are f kind of forming their opinions on a lot of these um, sensitive topics, right? Mm -hmm. And um, um, honestly, I feel like uh, children are going through preteens between mm -hmm. those ages as well. I think as soon as they hit like eight, nine, um, they're already molding opinions. I, I think at at six, seven, eight, I don't think we thought about any of these things, right? This, this, yeah. you know, we were we were so um, we were kind of aloof in a sense, right? And ignorant. Uh, to... I don't think we knew. We, we <laughs> yes. Didn't really... Yeah. Exactly, exactly. But the but children today are so much more in their terms woke, right? They're so, <laughs> so aware of so many yeah. things, right? And so, yeah. um, um, but, but I think the bottom line is this, right? How we approach it, um, how the family environment approaches it, and then the extended environment of that family approaches it, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, I, and I'm going to really draw back to what we've heard um, for many years that it does take a village to raise a child. And so choose your village mm -hmm. wisely, right? I heard yeah. someone say that recently and, and, and absolutely resonate with that, right? We get mm -hmm. to choose, you know, so that's one, um, that's a positive of the kind of lifestyles that we have today. Right. Yeah. We get to choose the village for our child. So are you choosing wisely is my question. Right. And I think there's one uh, I'm, I'm not a parent uh, and I, I don't want to sort of uh, put myself in parent shoes because it's a very different uh, perspective when you're there dealing with your child. And it's very easy for people to be critical, saying, why don't they do this, spend more time with the kids? And I've seen 
uh, people who are my age, you know, sort of trying their best to avoid uh, giving their kids a smartphone and hmm. putting them uh, on and on activities, trying to engage with them. But how do you compete with something that throws birds at you? Graphics, sound, light, hmm. and nine hmm. hours of your day are doing that, but twenty minutes that kid has just forgotten you because their iPhone or the iPad is just so much more engaging. So I don't want to crit- be critical of that, but what tends to happen from uh, what what maybe my experience or my my sort of observations of people around is there's and of course this can't be a generalization it's not fair but right. a lot of times i think uh you know comparing my uh experience growing up in bangalore in the 90s and the the, the sort of schooling years then was i think uh, while there was an importance saying you have to do well uh in in school there was also this thing going you know you have time to come home and chill but i feel now there is a lot more that the school has to take on like the village which you said is sort of also synonymous with international school and everything sort of has uh become uh dependent on how the school does it and the parents don't have time in many cases to take that further yeah definitely but i also think that you know um the beauty of i think how uh our generation is that we got to come home and chill exactly what you said right um yeah. here what's happening is in the in the entire rush for making sure that the child doesn't get inverted commas bored mm. a child's life is structured from the time they wake up to the time they sleep and in that Ouch. entire process exactly exactly yeah. right and and it could be that it could be that uh, it was done with all good intentions right saying that Of you know uh, the child's yeah. going to go to dance class art class this that you know so it's all you know as the american moms call it activities <laughs> activities right exactly right and you know uh, let's let's be a soccer mom and let's drive the child here and let's drive oh, the child Lord. there and but in the entire process i think that mm. the child slowly stops uh, being a child and being creative right Where yeah, it almost becomes that a child is a bunch of activities. There's really no identity it's, to the child. Even the child's right? like, "Say hi to uncle." Hi. Hi. I, it's like you feel exactly, like saying, "Hey, what's right? up?" Exactly. Okay. And and I understand, right? I have two yeah. boys at home, and I completely understand the whole need and want to not have them uh, fall behind. And I think that's where yeah. the issue is as well, right? They're going to mm. be like my five-year-old. They were doing an activity in class, and they just had to, uh, you know, they were uh, they were drawing certain words that they read. So there was a belt, there was mm. a tent, there was a, you know, and he's drawing, 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 and he he shows up the paper in class, and he looks at what the other children have done, and after the class, he looks at me and he says, "Mom, put me to drawing class. I don't draw as well as everyone else." and i said mm. <laughs> i'm like you're five <laughs> i don't yeah. like how do you you know but I, and i looked at him and i said it's absolutely all right you know the drawing yeah, is just yeah and that's so really that important for the kid get... to hear that yeah 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 and i said look the drawing is just so that ma'am wanted to make you do something fun right no one's but it's so sad know, that they have this pressure and not even from parents or schools or peer pressure they're putting it on themselves because of this level of pers- perfection that they are yeah. witnessing on devices right like as you said uh, just just a few minutes back uh, about canva about technological stuff like your kid helps you with canva and the access to be um 
judged is so much higher because of these platforms and I'm not even saying social media but yeah, you're yeah. constantly aware of what it is to be good out there by YouTube videos and you see these thing I'm sure these kids see these drawing things and like oh. man I want to be that and you know people say you can be whatever be an influencer yeah. I'm saying across the spectrum yes I feel yes. bad because even I mean you mentioned this very important thing and I think it's something I'm trying to also cherish and, and understand how I can experience it more and learn from it is boredom I think boredom yeah. is something which is great because that's some of the best ideas came out of boredom whether it was when i was like say 12 creating like you know we had a show back then i'm sure you'll you would have heard of it called the crystal maze what is it sorry uh, the crystal maze okay uh, yes, yes where it was like an adventure game where these teams would go it was, it was obviously a studio set but yeah, i created yeah. my own crystal maze because i had the neighbor chandelier broke and there were these bunch of glass pieces so i made those into <laughs> my crystals of the crystal maze so i think that came yeah. out of boredom because i i didn't have 20 activities my mom had lined up for summer holidays so i would take three gi joes two barbies and and you know have a make believe thing um, exactly but i i think and that's I, and i do you know yeah. i definitely want to put the you know i i i will say that you know um no offense to the parents that are doing this right that are lining up the activities and that are saying yeah, look i want to i want to expose my child to um everything that i possibly can right because i'll tell you there is one thing that that is there's a huge positive in uh, that as well right um mm-hmm. my oh, growing up in trinidad my parents were so like okay will she use the, will lose the indian culture will she same right the same thing that mm-hmm. we were talking about right so i think i've done kathak i've done bharatnatyam but i've also done salsa i've done jazz i've you know so <laughs> nice. i think i'm like you know i've become and and then i i know how to play tennis i know how to play table tennis i know how to play badminton i know how to play like i've done swimming and like they put me into basketball i'm like Yeah. my height is 52 but okay let's do it you know so like <laughs> <laughs> you know so i think i also kind of became the uh, jack of all trades and master of none and mm. the beauty that i see in that and you know it's always said in like almost a negative way there's a negative connotation to it right but what mm. i've realized as an adult is i'm able to add to more conversations because of all these different experiences yeah. right i'm able I to say i think that that what you just said is perfect like you can do all of it right yeah. but it shouldn't be at the cost of you not getting time to yourself it shouldn't exactly. be like that from the moment you wake up that you're not getting a chance to just be like you know what let me figure out if i can you know if my right toe goes behind my left head and next thing you end up breaking <laughs> exactly. your ankle like stupid shit that we've done as kids like how many marbles can i put down my in my mouth like it's really stupid exactly. stuff exactly <laughs> exactly so i think you know one thing to keep in mind is yes expose your children to activities but make sure that there is a time in their day yeah. where they are themselves right yeah. where there is a time in their day where they can say uh, i'm sitting in my room because i am blank and i have yeah. no idea what i'm supposed to do and then you <laughs> yeah. leave them like that longer than about 5 10 minutes and all of a sudden these ideas just start popping out of their head because it's there it's just really pushed all the way down that too with <laughs> the amount of information it'll probably be exponentially more amazing than what we had because just of the number of things that they have access to right exactly. like ideas conversations music i mean tip of a finger they have all genres of music tip of a finger they have all sorts of influences i'm saying you know it doesn't have to always be a uh, produce music but i'm saying they have keyboards they have their exactly. things that can make music at so it's amazing but it is, it is. i want to ask you do you see this as 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 a 
I wouldn't say a good or bad thing, but do you see this happening? Uh, I'm very curious uh, when when I look at kids, especially like even someone in their early 20s now, uh, very protected because the parents don't want their kids to sort of have this experience where they were they fell down from a cycle without a helmet. So I, I call it the the bicycle helmet generation where they want to protect their kids from everything. And now yeah, the kids are yeah. not able to face uh, any sort of hardship because resilience is at, is at an all time low. But at the in addition to that, you see a lot of parents trying to sort of live through their kids. Uh, we see both. Definitely, we see both. And I think, you know, uh, there's a little bit of a uh, uh, drawback to both, right? Um, at the end of the day, each child is different, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. kind of allowing children to embrace who they are, I think is important, first of all, right? So yeah. how are we allowing them to do that, right? Um by by uh, by basically letting them fail from time to time i think failure is extremely important for us to teach children right because mm. the real world is not bubble wrapped the real world will have competition real competition i'm not saying races where everyone gets a medal at the end right um <laughs> yeah you know do you know what i mean so so and and of course as parents we love our children we want to protect them so finding a balance between those two Right. Mm. Um, I think that's really important. So um, I know of uh, I know of parents who will play board games with their children and just make them win all the time. And uh, and, you know, Mm. it's it's an interesting thought, because while you want to create a win for your child and while you Mm. want your child to experience the whole feeling of winning so that it can kind of help them want to win. Right. And and, and achieve that feeling. You're also kind of saying that um, you're also not letting them understand that there will be times when they will lose. And how do you deal with that? What do you do? The, the, yeah. the, the, the um, important thing is not whether you win or lose. It's what do you do after you win and what do you do after you lose? I think that's really essential. Absolutely. No, because too much criticism also, on the other hand, is not good. Just for everything, yes. you can do better. You can do better. I think the small yes. wins are important. Also, celebrating yes. too many small wins was not good. And you're, and it's so true because dealing with uh, rejection, I think, is such a, I mean, maybe people will call it a soft skill or a life skill, but, you know, yeah. I think it's not, it's just makes you, um, I think it adds to that uh, depth of your uh, being. Yeah, definitely. And I think I'm going to pull into the uh, movie industry um, because, you know, they make movies about rejection and then the way it's portrayed, it's like mm-hmm. such a downward spiral, you know, like yeah. it ends with, you know, uh, either, you know, the, the last drop of a bottle or, um, yeah. you know, jail or, you know, I mean, something yeah. so, so, um, uh, what's the what's the word for it? It's just taken to such an extreme. Yeah, right? they dramatize it for dramatize unnecessarily, it. Um, you know, dark. And so, I mean, see, it, yeah, I understand it, right? It. It's the movies yeah. and there's, the, you know, it's great, right? Like at the end of the day, um, it's a movie. And so it should be this, you know, uh, grand dramatic affair, right? But mm-hmm. um, are we also on the flip side talking about how it's okay to be rejected? It's okay to fail. It's okay to not get that dream job. It's okay to... Um, not, uh, you know, uh, make the kind of money that you expected you would make when you were a certain age, maybe when you chose that career path, right? Yeah. So, and, and also, of course, the first thing is it's okay for all of these things not to happen. 
but you also have a second beginning and i think a lot of people don't see uh-huh. it as that there is something like a second beginning there's a third beginning there's a fourth beginning mm. if you allow yourself to believe in those things right and if you allow Absolutely. your children to yeah. believe in those things right now i think there's no sort of finite path and i think that's something i'm noticing from my experience from looking back and there's there's no such thing as uh, what you, exponential growth or progressive growth it's kind of sometimes you can hit a roadblock and start from square one and i think that's the beauty of starting at 30 you know like when before the pandemic i i, I just finished sort of 10 years in, in in stand up and you know things were obviously if you compare to other people who are more successful i'm like man is it really been 10 years is it been worth any of it and i'm like you know what i'm going to look at this going forward maybe when things open up i thought last year this year but now maybe next year right. as my year one of back in stand up with all my learnings from 10 years yeah. and that's very hard to say it now i mean it's easy today but it's very hard for most people like what are you just writing off those 10 it's not at all writing off learning is not a writing off i don't need yes. to have 10 netflix specials to say i did 10 years but exactly. those shows those mistakes the way i dealt with uh, not getting shows the way i dealt with not uh, being popular or famous those things were bigger learnings than having a standing ovation you know what i mean definitely definitely and i think you know we kind of circle back to that whole conversation of you know uh, it's important to celebrate those in inverted commas lows right because yeah. those lows are actually going to propel you more than the highs right oh absolutely it gives you that much more um of a i think a fighting uh, sort of i wouldn't say fighting chance but it gives you this uh, spirit to say what else do i have to throw at the world yeah and i think that is uh, gives you the sort of insight into yourself that i have lots to throw i'll keep throwing shit at the world and you don't think that you're only good for one thing because when you're only getting celebrated uh, celebrate celebrated for say one thing you think that's that's it there's nothing beyond it in you and you're so rigid and you don't want to change it because like oh my god if i change one thing i'll lose this thing like people exactly. with their job if i if i do something differently i'll get fired then where's my salary or if i if i if i play different kinds of music uh, which i want to try out but i'm scared to try out because my fans will leave me so we yes. get molded into this very very small box because we're scared that the other boxes will not be as good or fulfilling which is absolutely not the case maybe the other four boxes may not but the fifth box might hold something or the 10th box might hold something which is mind blowingly um you know uh, better than what uh, or uh, a different experience from what you have right now exactly exactly you know I'll, i and I, and i kind of get this from my parents right because at mm-hmm. uh, you know their mid 30s they decided to you know no oh, let's change countries and not even us and like you said not even us and uk the more popular countries or canada let's go to trinidad where you know really With we kids. don't even know what yeah. we're going to expect when we get there right um yeah. and uh, they they still like that uh, about how cool uh, is that four years ago uh, they drove from bangalore to bhutan right just them <laughs> just them really just cool. my mom and dad and in their salario like they didn't even <laughs> like it wasn't even like this big car or you know right. they said you know what we're going to do it and so they like continue to so so for them truly age is not a number you know they they they're the people who i think will just continue to live it up until they can you know how cool is that you know i met i have a couple of other friends whose parents sound like yours and it's just yeah. and and their their disposition i mean the kids who i know i i like i like yours they just they want to experience they want to 
not be rigid and they're not really bound by success in the conventional bank statements or how much how many assets you have to your name but i want to you know i'm so glad that you have a family like this but as a teacher or as a person who's in this space as an educator how do you prepare kids for a world uh you you would like them to turn out like this and of course right. you don't have control in their family side of things but how do you prepare them for this world where of course there there are a lot of people who are making a, a conscious effort to change things at least in the way people look at themselves with uh with dedication and commitment to an idea as opposed to just success in the conventional monetary sense but how do you prepare kids with a curriculum or with um with with words of encouragement or, so what are the things you can do like it it, it is not an uphill battle but it is a challenging situation so what are the things you can do so um you know one of the things that we're looking at is also um value for money i think it stems mm-hmm. from that right so um you know one of the things that we have at school is um each child is going to have a tapas bank so they're going to earn okay. credits right they're going to earn credits uh, depending on the kind of behavior uh that they display and those credits are cashed in for things like um i get to lead the session or um you know i get to kind of uh say the um you know at an event maybe i'm the one who's saying the uh, you know vote of thanks even it's from a even if it's from ah. a kid right little things right. like that right so it's it's so the tapas bank kind of teaches them that you have to earn in order to kind of uh get more than what somebody else has right and not so just for material start, stuff like chocolates or just, yeah, yeah, or yeah, yeah, it's, it's actually definitely activities not. or not yes. more important significant events in their lives exactly right so that's one thing and the other thing that we're teaching them is something called uh, you know uh, it's a concept called um, khari kamai which is basically uh, during the dasara vacations there will be chores that uh, kind of will be listed uh, to the parents depending on the child's age group and mm-hmm. for these chores they get paid right so they get paid for the chore that they complete and at the mm. end of the dasara vacations minus the profit so there's an entrepreneurial sense also right to right. so let's say that a child decides to open up a lemonade stand ha huh. right as a part of earning uh, you know um, for the khari kamai the child has to actually figure out how much did the lemons cost how much did the sugar cost right right and and minus all mm. those things and then the profit the actual profit is given towards uh, an organization that needs help or a school that needs help right so that oh, that that conscious capitalism is also driven in right it's and giving important. away the money that's and that's giving even away more that money. and yeah. it's the child that goes and gives it right obviously we will accompany them for safety reasons but the child is yeah, yeah, yeah. over right so just I imagine mean, that's how that's a sense of empowerment and yeah. uh, i think a sense of responsibility which I think many times like if you make like I think you know I I when I when I talk to people about fundraisers they call me they like, can you do a show it charity is very convenient as long as it doesn't affect your bank balance I'm saying <laughs> for many people it's like yeah. okay if I have 10 lakhs I can give you know 50000 so my yeah. my life shouldn't be affected but I think this and I'm I'm, I'm I might be to blame as well like I'm I'm not saying or others yeah. I'm not pointing fingers yes. but there's a sense if you have enough only give enough as long as it doesn't bother you but you give enough so you get your name on the poster saying you know yeah, oh cool yeah. i did but this just is an amazing thing because at that age saying okay you know what whatever it may be the money amount but i made this that sense of pride that i made this then giving it away i think that's quite remarkable 
exactly and you know i i think uh, you know the stars just kind of brought us together tapas and i i would say um you know as head of the school of course i think these are absolutely amazing initiatives that we have put out but even before yeah. i joined tapas two years ago my uh, at, at that point he was seven my seven year old had a lemonade stand and so my yeah. husband taught him that on excel we put lemons we put sugar we put wow. you know <laughs> the cups how much does Your it cost for the me cups? excel i have no clue how to yeah. excel or do work on excel <laughs> <laughs> so you know it's teaching him cuz he thought he got super excited right when like yeah. the first five people he was selling at 10 rupees a cup and he got so excited i have 50 rupees and my husband said no no <laughs> you don't have 50 rupees <laughs> you didn't make 50 yeah, rupees yeah, yeah. right you made this you know i still this. believe that someone paid me for a podcast and i'm like hey i have the money they're like no, what about production cost i'm like whoops <laughs> <laughs> exactly right so So maybe I, I need to go that, back to a lemonade you know, stand. Back yeah. to the basics. <laughs> exactly, but it's it's just that, right? Does our education system teach that? No. It teaches us. It teaches <laughs> us all the aspects of um, you know addition, uh, subtraction, multiplication, division. But not it the practical fractions. side. It teaches yeah. currency, but then they don't put it together and show us while the financial management is not taught. right yeah. so like you said even as an adult we're like oh yeah we have a check and then no like no actually we have to minus this we have to minus that we have to minus this right yeah that's so. why you have so many indians who beat the system saying screw it maths let us down in school i'm just going to like scam goldman sachs <laughs> <laughs> exactly <coughs> exactly so you know that's what we're teaching them and uh, you know like i and and i i i'm a firm believer of you know i really need to align myself to the organization that i work with because i think i'm really that's transparent very that way you know i re- yeah, i really I think that's really nice way. that you can believe in the place you're working at i think because yeah. i think you know even in a job i don't have any issues with people who have 9 to 5 because i think it's great it's just the people who are there and constantly complaining saying oh i'm one of those 9 to 5s i'm like dude if you're getting paid and you enjoy what you're doing and the company you're working for is putting out good work whether it's a product or a yes. service i mean there's nothing wrong yes. at all with it i think exactly. there's a new there's a new extreme of pursue your passion which is rubbish many people don't have a passion right in the sense yes. they have a passion of course i can't undermine that but not all of it can be converted into a career or into a full time thing so Don't just do it because a YouTuber yeah. told you to do it. Like I think you need to balance out what your priorities are. I think passion versus hobby also, right? Like there's yeah. certain things that you know. Um, it's great, uh, you know. So obviously, my nine-year-old looks at all these videos and he believes that he's going to be this rock star when he grows up, right? And I said, great. I mean, that's a dream. That's a fantasy. It's great. It's a it dream. Not, I even said, become a reality, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. I said that's absolutely great. But then, you know, when we started telling him the effort it takes to become yeah. a rock star, right? So he took guitar yeah. classes and he thought in one day I'm going to just get in the band. I said, no, no. <laughs> yeah. You need to practice. So, so I think it's it's effort. versus and and I think it's the effort that kind of then materializes into whether it's going to be a passion or a hobby right because um, like right like you said um not everyone who picks up a certain skill or you know uh, learns something new can turn that into a money making um you know profession right yeah and I think the more important thing uh is when you're tempted and you're driven entirely by the byproducts which is fame fortune uh it 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 you peter out pretty quickly because doing these things whether it's becoming a guitarist becoming a, an artist becoming a, a successful crypto person whatever the career yes. is, it you have to do it when you're feeling 
you know, shit out of luck, when you're feeling down in the dumps, that's when you pick up and say, you know what, I'm going to do it again. Um, yeah. Not just like, oh, cool, I got, you know, I got a, I, I, I got a great um, comment on Instagram. That's not the only yeah. thing which is going to drive you forward, you know. Exactly. And I think, so I think, you know, just kind of drawing back to, you know, children and, uh, you know, it's, it's beautiful that they have these dreams. And, you know, I love that my nine-year-old is so passionate at this age. I mean, he's really, really passionate. I think the two things he's really passionate about is, or I should say three things is Harry Potter, technology and, you know, music. And, and it's such well, a... That's an amazing passion. And I hope, uh, you know, there's something which all three can sort of come together and he creates something truly unique, which may be like an iPad musical <laughs> called Harry Potter, something like that. <laughs> exactly. And I think and I think that's what, you know, that's what we're letting him, we're letting him explore that, right? We're ex- yeah. letting him kind of uh, dip his feet in all three to try and figure out really what, can, what he can come up with. I mean, um, you know, artificial intelligence in our day and age, we would have never thought that would have been a profession. But today... It is, mm. right? So there's just yeah. so much scope. There's so much scope out there if we really let them uh, embrace what they enjoy and uh, give them the opportunities to kind of make it their own as well. No, it's truly amazing. I think um, there is a remarkable side to this entire story of the tech boom with the information age, with the AI age. And I think sadly... Um, not sadly, but I think I, I do like talking about some of the downsides to it because I think we um, shouldn't be um, unaware of these things because I think as parents, you want the best for your kids. And I think as society, we want a thing, but yeah. we get caught away by, by these things which come back to haunt us, which is the money, the greed. And and I think when, um, and I say, <clears throat> I say this with absolute uh, conviction, I think teachers and I think institutions which are really standing their ground and trying to change the way kids are receiving education or receiving learning. I think they are the backbone of a society. And I think they haven't, uh, while, of course, I think everyone respects it, I think it needs more importance. And I think people like you are uh, the change that needs to sort of happen at a very, very fundamental level. So, you know, I I thank you for doing what you're doing. Um, And I think it's also important to highlight the advantage. Like, so you coming back to Bangalore, you're from here, you went quite a big circle to come back here. And what what is, what what, what is, for for young parents who are in your, uh, sort of in this situation right now, what what is maybe a few words of encouragement, a few words of caution uh, before we wind up just to understand, uh, because Bangalore replicates other big cities like Bombay, maybe Calcutta, but also in itself, it's quite unique with a lot of the tech and the, 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 the money being here from the venture capitalists and all that. So what would you sort of leave parents with? Like what what, what can they do? Uh, maybe what your school is doing, but just as someone who's experienced an international life and a person who's lived abroad to come back here, uh, what, what would you uh, say to them? So yes, definitely. You know, I think uh, while there is a world of opportunities out there and, and while we, uh, as parents, we want the best for our children. I think it's really important for us to kind of um, let them choose their path, let them choose their successes, let them choose their failures. Um, Always be there to support and, uh, you know, kind of be the backbone that they need, uh, be the person that they can come home to and talk about Mm -hmm. their successes and their failures, right? Mm. Of course, certain uh, certain circumstances should not go without consequences, definitely. 
consequences are very very important for children to understand where they went wrong but despite mm. despite their actions always be there for them right because they need mm. to understand that um home is truly where the heart is home is where they can come back and be the best of themselves and the worst of themselves right um and mm. and that there won't be judgment around it that regardless of whether it's uh. the best or the worst that they're going to be loved right and i and i think that, that. this is something really um um really something that i'd want to push home right um the unconditional love for a child should not be despite their behavior it should be regardless of their behavior mm. right right um because um you know and and we've all we've all kind of had um you know those uh, conversations with friends or you know growing up saying oh my god like if i go home and i tell my dad this or i tell my mom this mm. i'm, I'm going to yeah, be in yeah, yeah. trouble i'm going to be but trouble versus consequence right yes you will have yeah. a consequence but at the end of the day know that i'm your security blanket and i'm your safety net yeah that's you really shouldn't think important. that oh i'm not going to have a family because i broke a glass yes yeah. yes yes exactly and I, i'm going to add one thing uh please uh correct me and i think this is something which i hold very uh, uh i hold very dear to uh this thing and i think is to remember i think maybe i'm not a parent as i mentioned but i think to remember what uh it was to be a child i think that's something which we forget but i think it's so important yeah definitely you know and 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 i think that we had it um as kids we had it easier in our generation the temptations yeah. were not as much or even yeah. if the temptations were the same they weren't easily accessible to us absolutely right? today they are exposed to a world of good and bad just mm. out of the bat like off the bat right like i mean at 6 7 8 they already know so much right it's, so it's it's in fact you know you think sometimes oh I, as a kid like oh man i wish i could be an adult and get access to yeah. things but it's clearly not always a good thing to get it's what you want it's not always a good thing <laughs> and so always remember uh, you know always put yourself in those uh, child's shoes and always look at the problem first through the child's perspective right yeah. it'll give so much more insight as to why maybe they took the action or decision that they did right and then yeah. it kind of helps you uh, you know it kind of helps you decide well is it okay for me to let this go or um, should there be a consequence right i think it helps yeah. better and if everything else fails just put them on the ipad <laughs> <laughs> yeah i you know and that's one thing you know sandeep i always say that you know i've lived in trinidad i've <clears throat> lived in the us i've lived in bangalore and it's the same parenting is the same regardless of where you are yes i mean at a at a at a um <coughs> drone level it is that you know okay in the us you know they don't beat the you know you can't hit the the child the discipline is different the t- the way you yeah. discipline is different and all that but what is the underlying um want of every parent yeah it's, it's to make sure that their child is safe it's to make sure that their child becomes the best that they can be and it's mm. to make sure that their child has the confidence to kind of go out into the world and be themselves right i think every With parent the basics that you've given them that they can hold as a system of values i think more than that you can't do values. anything yeah. yeah exactly exactly you know and and, and i and i truly truly believe in especially for my kids right i am uh i'm teaching you as much as i can at home i'm um you know mm-hmm. i'm sharing 
our value system with you but that doesn't define whether you're going to actually follow it or not at a later yeah. stage in life because as yeah. your experiences as a child's experiences kind of just build and build as they grow they may yeah. see a different world than you do right so and i think that's the beauty of it right because it might be your child but it's also an individual that is shaping up to be so many different things yeah. with your influence so you can't exactly. and that's another thing of this rigidity right we are willing to yes. we have to be willing i mean this is easier said than done i'm just now <coughs> going to sound more of a theorist and a, one of those annoying <laughs> panelists going yeah children uh-huh. should be no no i i genuinely uh-huh. think with anything letting go and i think people hear yeah. this in relationship advice letting go with a sense of okay i've done what i can and this is beyond me i can't do more i think but giving yes. a chance to let go i think is the strongest um i think a uh, trait which will get you through life i think as in any role whether it's a professional whether it's a comedian whether it's a teacher whether it's an educator whether it's a parent because right. you're not scared of yes letting go exactly i absolutely agree with you sandeep i think uh Frozen theme song should be. <laughs> I was just going to say Demi Lovato <laughs> was onto something bigger than she thought. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but yeah, absolutely. Oh no, it's such a been such a pleasure talking to you and hearing about your beautiful experience in Trinidad and Tobago and your childhood and your family and um, you know uh, hats off to your parents and um, hats off to the work you're doing. And if people are keen to find out more about your school, can you just drop the details where they can log on? to sure sure um you know basically they can go on to tapaseducation.com um and they can take a look at all the different things that we're doing at tapas and uh if you'd like to just kind of connect on a call then the mm-hmm. school number i will share with you um and it has both uh, you know with the whatsapp generation it has both whatsapp as well as uh you know you can make a normal phone call it's 9731601333 so we'd be happy to kind of uh, you know hear more from parents um on uh, you know what they think about education and you know we'd love to have more parents come visit us fantastic tapaseducation.com uh, swati it's been a pleasure and um you know congratulations on all the things you've experienced in this life and the great work you are doing and continue to do Uh, all the best and uh, thank you for being on this podcast thanks a lot sandeep i think that this is the uh, you know uh, has been by far the funniest uh, but yet <laughs> insightful conversation i mean it's 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 tricky to get both into one but i think i really enjoyed speaking to you today <laughs> hey my pleasure thank you for doing this appreciate it Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you like what you heard, please do check out the other episodes on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast, and I would much appreciate it if you could like the video, share it with people who you think might enjoy it, and of course, do subscribe to the channel because it will help me and the podcast grow and reach more people just like you. So thanks again. Appreciate it.